you know, people will watch Fox News, CNN, NBC, but then they turn to CBN News. Okay, what's going on? What's God doing? And that is the tremendous privilege that we have had for 50 years of broadcasting to give us that biblical worldview. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and my guest this week is CBN News anchor George Thomas. We're here every week at this time with guests who remind us of how faithful God is to guide and direct a life that is surrendered to Him. And if you've never gone to our website, I hope you will do that today. You'll find more information about our guest, as well as our calendar of what's coming up on future programs, and our growing archive of past interviews. You can listen online at firstpersoninterview.com, And find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash first person interview. A few months ago, I saw on television a reporter taking a trip to Siberia in the dead of winter to report on a ministry reaching out to a native group with the gospel. In checking further, I found out that the reporter is actually a news anchor on assignment for CBN News and that he routinely travels the world in search of stories of God at work. Well, he's today's guest on First Person. His name is George Thomas. And we talked recently about his background that led to his career in television. Well, it, it began many, many, many years ago, Wayne, uh, in a city called Lusaka, Zambia, in southern Africa. Uh, it, it began around 6 o'clock in the morning uh, when my father would uh, gather the family uh, first for a, a time of uh, prayer and devotion and worship as our family would get together uh, every day uh, at that particular time. And then around 7 o'clock, uh, 6.59 to be exact, we would hear the the beeping sounds of uh, BBC being broadcast from, from the United Kingdom. Uh, and then uh, about a half an hour later, we would hear uh, the broadcast of Voice of America because I lived in a country that for 30-plus years was um, ruled by a ruthless dictator, uh, one man, one party, one vote. Uh, Kenneth Kaunda, the, the president of Zambia, in essence uh, held a very tight grip on the nation. He controlled all the media outlets, newspaper, radio, television. And so our only um, sort of uh, window to the outside world was watch, uh, listening to the Voice of America and uh, BBC uh, World Report. And it was our window. And, and, and it it began really with the with the indoctrination, if I can use that word, that my father instilled in me about learning uh, about the world. I like to kid, uh, joke uh, that uh, that I grew up when I was uh, six, seven years old, um, learning about countries that I'd never heard of, uh, African countries, Asian countries. And uh, one of the things my father used to do is uh, he used to smuggle, I use that word lightly, but he used to smuggle copies of uh, The Economist, uh, Newsweek, Time magazine uh, into Zambia. Uh, uh, he would, uh, uh, in essence, back then I thought he was forcing us. Uh, he would tell us, um, my brother and I, that we would have to read uh, the magazine cover to cover and, uh, <laughs> in essence, uh, pick a story that we thought was interesting 
and um, during our, our devotions, we would have to give a presentation, a five-minute presentation as to why we thought that particular story was of interest. I, I, I like to kid that my childhood wasn't uh, spent reading Archie books or, or Spider-Man. <laughs> it was uh, The Economist and Time magazine. And so uh, back then, I hated my father for it. But today, all these years later, I love him dearly for it at the ripe old age of 80, he continues to uh, travel uh, the nation of India, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and and telling others about uh, this man from Galilee. And so uh, I'm indebted to him uh, for, in essence, inspiring me, depositing in me my very core, the love for the world uh, and cultures and people. Uh, and so it started back then, and the privilege that I've had over the last uh, 18 years to work uh, at the Christian Broadcasting Network in the news department, uh, almost a fulfillment, uh, Wayne, of, of a dream that, yes. uh, that was birthed many, many years ago. I can see that clearly, and it's easy just knowing that much of your story to see how God prepared you for the role that you have as a, as a journalist now. By the way, uh, your father is Indian or not? Yes, my, my ethnicity, Wayne, is I, I am uh, of, uh, of Indian descent. My mom and dad are, are, are Indians. I'm a, I'm a full-blooded Indian, although I like to tell my African-American friends that I am more African than they are, uh, and that always raises a few eyebrows. Uh, what you're talking about, Willis? Um, uh, but but I have I have African blood coursing through my veins. I was born in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, uh, what used to be the capital city of uh, Tanzania. Today it's called uh, Dodoma. Uh, but then I I moved when I was three years old. I moved to the capital city of Lusaka, a capital of Zambia called Lusaka, Zambia. My parents lived on the African continent for uh, 50, 55 uh, plus years. My father, uh, when he was in his early 30s, uh, took a titanic -ness, -ness, um, uh, ship from the um, uh, a port in southern India and sailed uh, on the high seas of the Indian Ocean and landed on the shores of Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. Uh, a young man who was looking for uh, a job in the in the banking world. Uh, he was a uh, um, um, uh, graduated with a, a degree in economics and 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 in essence started his his life his career in the banking world uh, and did that for sixty plus years until several years ago decided that he wanted to uh, do something completely different and so uh, he and my mom moved back to India after. Uh, so many years on the African continent and decided to go into full-time uh, ministry, now runs a, a Christian um, non-governmental organization at the ripe old age of 80, travels, works about 65 to 75 hours a week traveling, uh, helping to build schools and hos hospitals and orphanages and in different parts of, uh, of India. But, but yes, I, I am a, I'm a boy of the African continent, and um, that's my, my homeland, although the United States is obviously now my home, but, uh, but my ethnicity is Indian, born and raised uh, uh, in Africa. I so appreciate hearing that part of your story. Uh, it, it's got to be a, a dream come true for you then to to roam the world the way you do for CBN News and do the kinds of work that you do. Oh, I mean, I I mean, I could not have scripted this uh, any better. I mean, this was just um, um, you know one of the things that my father uh, would instruct his kids was to every week to go to the um, uh, to the embassy, uh, United States Embassy in Zambia, and uh, watch a watch a daily broadcast. 
news of of from the United States, um, and uh, and I grew up those early years uh, watching a, a smashing young man uh, co-anchor ABC News from uh, from uh, from Manhattan. His name was Peter Jennings, yes. and uh, I grew up watching him and and had a, a fond affection for for him and his career only because he. He was Canadian uh, by uh, by ethnicity. That was his background, and had a love affair with the United States. Had a love affair with news, and uh, really wanted to grasp and understand the world he he lived in. And so I I kind of uh, you know I had this fascination. How does this young man look at the television screen and read all of this material? Obviously, I didn't know back then that there there was this thing called a teleprompter. Uh, but uh, but I was fascinated. How did he know so much about the world? And and um, and so again, it, it goes back to this this uh, in uh, this this appetite, ferocious appetite for for things global. And um, and you're right. I I just could not have scripted it. I I I often when I have the chance to Skype with my parents uh, every weekend, uh, uh, just just a chance to thank him for, uh, like I said, depositing in me a, a love for the world. And and like you said today, 18 years of working at the Christian Broadcasting Network and working at uh, CBN News, and truly having the privilege to. To um, to see history unfold, to have a front row seat to major events that have taken place in uh, in the years, from from covering the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan to covering the uh, the conflict between Hezbollah and and Israel, from Beirut, Lebanon, watching Israeli precision guided bombs fall less than five miles away from my location uh, in Beirut to. Uh, walking the streets of uh, of Mogadishu to uh, seeing the collapse of the Taliban uh, in in Kabul, Afghanistan, to see the fall of Saddam Hussein in Baghdad, Iraq, uh, to um, to going to Siberia and and covering uh, you know what <laughs> yeah. God is doing in some of these remote parts of the world. So I'm I'm truly blessed in that sense. Well, George, do you find that your ethnic background and the fact that you grew up in Africa does that help you uh, around the world because you don't look like an American coming off. I mean, is that helpful as a journalist? You know, I, I discovered this um, uh, pretty much when I landed in Baghdad um, several days after the fall of the Saddam Hussein regime. And, and, and in fact, a similar experience in Kabul, Afghanistan and other Middle East countries and in conflict uh, zones. What I realized very quickly, what I discovered was that uh, not so much my African background, but my Indian uh, uh, descent, my Indian ethnicity. That that was, uh, in so many ways, uh, an opportunity, a, a door opener. Because many times I would, one occasion in Kabul, Afghanistan, stare, staring down the barrel of a gun, and remnants of the Taliban roaming the streets after the fall of the of the of the regime, and and uh, a Taliban soldier with his gun pointed at me asking me whether I was an Indian or a Pakistani and not sure how to respond. Um, uh, obviously, I was, I was Indian, but I didn't, I didn't understand that that split second, the, the, uh, the political relationship between Afghanistan and, and India. But um, suffice it to say, the, these Taliban uh, soldiers uh, immediately put their guns down when they realized I was of Indian background and, and, and proceeded to say, Indians and the Taliban are best friends. Please come, let's have tea. 
Um, it mm. was a moment of realization that thanks to Bollywood, uh, I think uh, perhaps your guests may find this very surprising, that today the the number one country in the world, largest producer of of movies in the world is India, is Bollywood. Yes. And today mm-hmm. the influence of Bollywood and Indian movies around the world, especially in the Middle East, uh, so many parts of Africa and Asia, uh, has had a tremendous impact and, and the view that people have of Indians. And so um, when they knew I was Indian, that was that was a real uh, opener, opener because we would start talking about Indian actors and actresses and movies, classic movies that, uh, that we've all seen as, as Indians. And so that definitely opened doors. But also, you know, I can, um, God has allowed me to have such a awesome background and 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 a, a, a sort of a multi ethnic background and and the chance to go into some of these very difficult places and blend in um, and um, and be able to adapt in these situations has I, I can't tell you Wayne the number of times I have been very close to losing my life it, it wasn't for the fact that obviously God was protecting me people back home were praying for me. But uh, truly, uh, the fact if I was not an Indian uh, of my color and my background, I don't think I would be alive today. A very interesting personal story with CBN News anchor George Thomas. More coming up in a moment. When you join us next week on First Person, you'll hear the testimony of well-known theologian Dr. John Whitcomb. Well, in the mercy of God, you know, we just wonder, Lord, sometimes you wake up saying, how could all this be? Then you settle down for a moment and say, that's right, God doesn't lie to us. He has a reputation for speaking absolute, final, ultimate truth. Thank God. The co-author of The Genesis Flood, Dr. John Whitcomb, next time on First Person. Talking with George Thomas, a news anchor, reporter for CBN News in Virginia Beach. And boy, what an exciting story, George, to hear how God prepared you right from the start as a young child to do what you do in life. It really is amazing to me. And I'm interested, though, when did, uh, when did faith become your own? When, when did it pass from being your parents' faith to your own faith? And then how about uh, the marriage of your faith with the career of journalist? How does that work mm, out? Two excellent questions. It was... Back in 1985, um, uh, in Lusaka, Zambia, my parents were strong Christians, would um, drag me uh, every Sunday to church, Wednesday night meetings, uh, Tuesday home fellowships. Uh, I knew about this man from Galilee um, from a distance through the eyes of my parents, through the lives of my, of my mom and dad. But but struggled with this with this idea because I was so much of the world. I, I I loved the world. I loved everything about the world and the friends that I hung out with. Um, we did things that uh, that perhaps is not appropriate to 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 share on on national radio uh, on such a format. But suffice it to say, I was uh, I was not a good guy, um, and um, and it was uh, in 1985 when uh, uh, a well-known evangelist who uh, has traveled the length and breadth of the African continent, decided to do a week-long crusade uh, in, uh, in Lusaka, Zambia. And uh, my, my father and uh, our church was involved with organizing as well as putting it together with, uh, with a collaboration with other churches uh, in, the, uh, in the country. And um, 
was dragged to it three, four hours a day for seven days when I could have been roaming the streets of Lusaka with my friends you and hanging no out. You had no chance, did I you? I mean, I was cornered. I was just cornered. And and really listening, I just tuned out. I, you know, I sat way in the back. I mean, there was four or 5,000 people and just was not engaged. But then the final day, this man started to talk about... Um, the book of um, the book of life, and and this idea of you know is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? And he began to talk about heaven and hell, and you know I had this concept of hell as okay, yes, there's there's lots uh, there's a lot of fire, it's hot, and but you know I can just get a couple of uh, buckets of water and 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 douse <laughs> myself, and everything will be okay. And and you know I, I it wasn't a very real place to me, but. He would ask the question, you know, is your name written in this Lamb's book of life? And and I was not sure. And I was I was I was not certain. And I, I wasn't uh, I, I didn't think that that this God would would allow such a wretched young man that I was, that he would even accept me the way I was. And uh, there was this battle for, you know, an hour, hour and a half of, of do I want to, can I, is it possible that, that, that I, can, I can have my name, George Thomas, written, guaranteed that I would have a place in heaven, that I would be accepted the way uh, I was and that I didn't have to do anything per se, but open my heart uh, to this man from Galilee and allow him to come into, into my life. And, and long story short, I ended up... Uh, Walking to the front of this of this crusade and and uh, and even then, you know, I was not convinced because I was asking God, God, if if this is real, if you are real, if you really think I am worthy of uh, of having my name put in this in this book and having a guarantee that I can go into into heaven, I, I need you to show show up. I need you to physically, audibly, something. You need to do something to convince me. And so I, I made this journey down to the front, not convinced uh, 100% that, that, that he was willing to put my name in this mm-hmm. book to accept me uh, as jo- the way I was. And and um, uh, you know the, the 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 evangelist would would continue to talk and and uh, said you know we prayed the sinner's prayer but nothing was happening and he 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 was getting ready to usher I don't know seven eight hundred of us who had walked down the aisle saying you know go and talk to some of these counselors and they'll get your information they'll pray with you but nothing had happened because I was like God you need to show up you haven't showed up yet and right before. We were getting ready to exit off stage. Uh, the, the gentleman said, "Let's let's let's sing one more song," uh, and the song was this famous Billy Graham song that he sings, uh, that he used to uh, have uh, the choir sing at the crusades all around the world. Just as I am. Oh, I've heard and it so right, many times. I'm, right I'm getting there, a chill right, right now, George. There, <laughs> right at that moment, those words were a sign to me that this man. Jesus Christ was saying to me, George, just the way you are, uh, would you open your life up? What, what All the baggage that you come with, the things that you have, the, the sort of spirit of disobedience that you had with your parents and the, the rebellious spirit and attitude and all of your stuff, uh, I'm saying to you, come just the way you are. Um, and, and that, uh, to answer your second question, Wayne, was was the sort of the the foundation of allowing me to do the things that I do today and and more importantly you know I I uh, right out of college when I came to the states 
um, um, uh, back in 1989, went to went to uh, Messiah College in Grantham, Pennsylvania, to get my uh, bachelor's in in journalism. And um, uh, you know, my my first job out of uh, college after graduating three and a half years was was in Washington D.C. with the cable news network CNN, <laughs> and um, thinking like, wow, this is amazing. My first gig out of college. What a privilege. What an honor. Yeah, you, you didn't start at the bottom, No, did I you? didn't. And that was just like, because I realized, you know, when I, 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 I was called the intern king in my, in my, in my college <laughs> because I did so many internships with the local television affiliates because I knew I was in a, a rat race with thousands of other wannabe journalists graduating from college. And, and, uh, and I knew I needed the experience, but I also knew that I had this love of the world. And I, you know, the, when you when you get into the journalism television business, they always tell you you have to go to Podunk, Idaho. N- you know, nothing against Podunk, Idaho, but you have sure. to, you know, start you at know, the bottom. Work and your way up. Exactly. Yeah. You work your way up, and you make it to maybe some of the top five markets: Boston, L.A., Washington, D.C., New York, Miami, and so forth. But I was like, you know, I I, I don't I, I don't feel like God has called me to to do stories about the cat up in the tree or the five alarm um, um, blaze that's taking place or this murder on the streets of this town. That, that was just not something I wanted to do. And I said, God, you have got to move heaven and earth on my behalf. And so he did. And I had this incredible opportunity to first intern in Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital, and then eventually get hired. Um, and uh, and I, But I felt like God was calling me to be salt and light in a dark place uh, amongst journalists in, in, the, in, the, in the secular world. But then something happened along the way and uh, was uh, introduced to the Christian Broadcasting Network, and that was 18 years ago. And uh, um, today, to to not only report, Wayne, on the events that are taking place. You know, I like to tell folks that 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 CBN News doesn't necessarily do breaking news. Um, when, when there's a breaking news event, I'll turn to Fox News or MSNBC yeah, or CNN. It's, it's hard to beat all the... Exactly. All the uh, yeah. yeah, you can't do it. And so, But what we do at CBN News is the ability to go behind the headlines, the, the stories that you won't necessarily see on your evening news national broadcast, and, and to spend quality time being able to report on stories. Not all of them, Wayne, have to do, deal with, with Christianity or aspects of, of faith, um, but, but be able to report on these various issues that are confronting our nation today and our globe uh, and provide it from a from a biblical perspective, from a biblical yes. worldview, is just absolutely a, a thrill. CBN TV news anchor George Thomas joining us today here on First Person. George has filed stories from all over the world, and as you can tell, he has a real passion for communicating a Christian biblical worldview to his audience. You can learn more about today's guest when you follow the links found on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. And I'm glad you joined us for today's interview. The program you've just heard and dozens of others are all archived for online access anytime you'd like to listen at our website, firstpersoninterview.com. We've recently made some changes to the website and made it even easier to use, and I hope you'll look us up online soon. Once again, we're found at firstpersoninterview.com. First Person is also available as a downloadable podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, as well as through several smartphone apps, including Stitcher, Blueberry, and others. And if you're a Facebook person, you'll find us at facebook.com 
forward slash first person interview. Next week, you'll hear Dr. John Whitcomb, who along with Dr. Henry Morris, co-wrote The Genesis Flood over 50 years ago, a book still widely in use today to support biblical creationism. Join us for that conversation next week. With thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. See you next time for First Person. Thank you.